to Learning to Speak Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. This show will be focusing on the biblical truths surrounding the importance of speaking life-giving words, no matter the circumstance. This information will be relevant for new believers as well as the seasoned saints, as no one has their tongue under control. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Learning to Speak Life. This week, Michael and I are going to be talking about the power of your testimony. I'm Carly Kirchival. And I'm Michael Kirchival. And we're really excited and thankful that you are here with us today. Michael is going to start us off in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day you've given us. God, we pray that you will give us revelation, Father God, as we learn the importance of the power of our testimony. Yes, Lord. God, I pray that those listening to this podcast will just learn and grow in you. God, we thank you for all these these things, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited to talk about the power of your testimony. Let me start off with uh, having you open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. What says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. From the scripture, it's very important that we truly understand the power that comes from the blood of Jesus Christ and how much that that weight that it entails on us changing our lives centered around him. Mm-hmm. With that said, let's turn to Revelations chapter one, verse five, which says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Amen. It's very important that we we truly realize and recognize that Jesus, because of his blood, that we have a relationship with God, not by our works, our good intentions, but because of his sacrifice for him dying on the cross for our sins. Also, God's unconditional love truly shows us that we don't need approval from people, but instead we need to receive his grace. So no matter where you're at in your walk with Christ or where you're at in life, it's not based upon our works. It's not based upon approval from other people, but it's simply based upon God's grace and his love. The blood of Jesus Christ gives us the confidence to know that we have a direct relationship with our Heavenly Father through His blood. Another thing I want to uh, talk about is having you turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, which says, But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. 
it is, I think about this scripture all the time. I always think about, hey, God died for my sins. I personalize it. It's not just something I've read. He saved me. I'm no longer going to hell because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Whenever you might get upset, maybe at times feel depressed or down, look back on what God has done in your life. Don't compare yourself to other people because God's called you to serve him. You, each person has a special assignment. Each person has been designed with a purpose that only can be found through the blood of Jesus Christ and our relationship with him. And it's going to take a lifetime to walk that out and to explore it, explore it day, one day at a time. There's been so many times that God has brought me through situations in life where I thought that uh, certain things will connect, meaning me leaning to my own. But because of God's grace, he was building my character. I learned a lot of things to truly trust him. And his grace is what got me through each and every situation in my life. I thank God. I remember the time where I used to work in a print shop. Um, prior to that, I was in construction, which did not last but only a few months. Um, my wife and I got our first house, and I, you know, I was excited. We just uh, newly married and uh, graduated from college, and I had a good-paying job. But that job ran out, and at first I didn't know how the bills were going to get paid. And thank God that my brother-in-law, he was able to help me get a job at the print shop. And yes, it was a pay cut, but God provided. One way he provided was having my brother-in-law, Brent, uh, live with us and him help us pay, you know, pay us rent. And so God, even though I didn't know how God was going to make ends meet, he made ends meet because of his grace. And because of me accepting him as my personal Lord and Savior, if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus Christ, um, I truly would have never made it through that situation. And I would have just gave up. I would have lost hope. But I praise God for his grace. I praise God for the blood of Jesus Christ. I tell you, do not ever compare yourself to anyone else. Yep. God is going to judge us based upon what he's called us to do in our daily walk with him. Obedience is always better, always better than sacrifice. Yeah. And so I just thank God for that. Yeah, just exactly what you're talking about. Just not trying to be anybody else. I think that's something that we all at times can struggle with. And that comparison game is an absolute lie for the simple fact of what you just said, that no one else in this world can do the thing that God has created and called you specifically, designed you specifically to do. And back, going back to Revelation twelve eleven, you know, just referencing the part that, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, your testimony cannot be birthed out of someone else's life, out of someone else's calling, out of what right. you see somebody else do. That's not your testimony. Your testimony are the things that he's called you to do, the victories that you will receive because you are basically walking out the call. 
And does that mean you'll live perfectly? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that if we keep our focus on him, that's where we're able to receive the instructions to follow and walk out our call. And, you know, it's funny. I just wrote an article for a website that I write for. It's called The Better Mom. And the articles this month, it's a, it's a theme basically talking about balance and balancing in mother, you know, balance in motherhood. And what I decided to write about was this very thing about just comparison, you know, and for me, sure, I've compared myself to other people before, but the primary comparison that I'm guilty of is comparing my life to what it really is to what I think it should be. So essentially playing God with my own life. And God has told me many times that Carly, that's not what I have for you yet. And still I'll try to take the reins back, even though he's lovingly shown me time and time again, that I have no (laughs) idea what I'm doing. Um, My sinful nature will try to rise up. You know, I'm a type A personality and, and just a natural born leader. So it's really easy for me to come in and try to clean up shop and, you know, get everything back in order, so to speak, according to my standards. But I always fail every single time. But yet he loves me. Amen. And he knew that I would do these things. And I'm grateful for that because part of that is my testimony, walking those things out, those personality quirks and everything else. But um, I, I am happy to know that no matter what, that he is rich in mercy and that he loved us so much as Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it's true. It's only by his grace that we've been saved. And that's all we need to recognize and walk in instead of trying to make salvation about so many other things or walking out our salvation about so many other things. Yes. When we receive and recognize the grace that he gives you just inherently, you can't help but give it to others. You can't help but be grateful. Yes. And you can't help but testify. Testify by giving, you know, your testimony, your personal life story mixed in with the word of God, the truth. Yes. Because truth and truth go very well together, mixing it together and encouraging people around you. And so that's our prayer tonight that, you know, whatever you may be going through, that you will remember your testimony, write it down, Amen. you know, write it down. So you don't forget it. Um, if you're more of a visual person, draw it out, journal it, you know, write a song about it, paint a picture. I mean, whatever the gift that God's given you is to express yourself. It could be just talking to a friend. It could be writing a sermon. It could be, yes, designing an item of clothing. I mean, it could be anything. It could be making a cup of coffee. You know, hey, yeah. you have baristas out there that rock my world all the time. So just whatever your gift is, allow God to use you in that gift, but testify through that gift. That's something that I learned to do. You know, I used to always, um, in the beginning of, of my walk with God, I was trying to mimic a lot of the things that I saw in the church. And, you know, there's times where there's testimony services in certain churches and, it can be all night long. They, they just, you know, people up there testifying, but there really is something great about that. You know, there's something beneficial every time I hear somebody's testimony, because number one, it's glorifying God. Mm-hmm. It's taking the focus off of that person and onto Jesus, Amen. but it's also incorporating God's love for that person 
in the, in the conversation or in the testimony at the same time, because it's showing how God loved that person so much that his redemptive hand came down and it's not too short that it cannot save. God's hand is there, always extended to us. His love is there. His grace is there. His mercy is there. His salvation is there. And it's a free gift. So, you know, God started teaching me that, you know, through these different testimony services that I had been to, that while it was wonderful to hear the words spoken, the testimony, the verbal testimony, that I could testify through other things. And that's when I wrote my first song about, you know, my relationship with God and, I started writing um, primarily on the piano and, and singing. And so that was where it started for me. And then I had done a couple of little drawings. I didn't realize I could draw until after I was saved, which is crazy because all these gifts start pouring out of you. you. You have certain gifts that you always know that you have and you walk in. I always knew that I was musically gifted, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize that I could draw until after I was saved. There's a lot of things when it came, you know, it comes to designing, design work and website coding and different things that I had no idea that I could do until well into my salvation. But again, those gifts start un being uncovered because when you allow him to testify through you, it yeah. opens up parts of you, depths that we're just, it's kind of like they were padlocked, you know, yeah. and, and for safekeeping. Mm -hmm. And there's times where we might've padlocked something because we think we're protecting ourselves, but really God is, oh, he's so, he's such a mastermind and he's so brilliant and everything he does is so beautifully crafted. Yes. And you look back in hindsight and you realize, well, wow, I thought I was closing that door, but no, God actually was doing it to protect me and yeah. to protect a gift and to protect, you know, just whatever, you know, I don't even need to go into details. You get what I'm saying, but that whole, that whole thing is so powerful. And so, you know, I learned to start expressing myself, um, through very, you know, various avenues and it feels really good to be able to testify about God, of course, verbally, but in other ways, creatively, you know, and that expression is beautiful. And I really, really enjoy hearing your testimonies. If you feel so inclined, you know, drop us a note, you know, send us an Amen. email yes. at info at learning to speak life.com and share any testimony. We would love to hear your testimony. We would love to be in dialogue with you. We would love to pray for you. Um, any prayer requests that you may have praise reports that you may have, you can share them with us via email, or you can also share them on our Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com backslash learning to speak life, You'll find us there, and um, we'd love to dialogue with you there as well. So just remember to constantly, constantly share your testimony. Whenever God, you know, gives you that prompting to share it, don't be afraid. Don't be shy, because at the end of the day, it's not about you anyway. It's about honoring and glorifying our God. Yes, thank you, honey. I was going to say also about testimony. Testimony is a tool that God used to connect with people around you. Yes. And that's why when you read the word, people will, will hear the word and they will, you know, God will speak to the heart. But when you add your story to it, then they're going to be like, you know what? I can relate to that. So many times that God used me to minister to people, uh, you know, it, where I work at, what I've done in life. It's all because they're like, you know what? I see you come in day after day. I see you 
when you get upset, I see you go out over there off to the side and pray and pull out a Bible. And, you know, I can tell whatever you're doing, it's real. And then God gives me opportunity to share my testimony. So some of you might be out there, might be saying, hey, you know, who wants to hear my story? Well, God will use you to say your story and it impacts so many people's lives. Yes. Everybody is one step away from either giving up on life or digging a little bit further and fighting a little bit harder. Yep. So one decision can make or break someone's life. That's why it's so important that your testimony, that you share it and share it with confidence and write it down as Carly mentioned, write a song, whatever it takes that you can remember your testimony because that is something the devil cannot steal from you. That is your testimony. That is what God has brought you from. And be able to share that, not only with people around you, but with your children, yeah, our friends, and let God use you. And just what you said is good because it's it's not only for other people, it's for us. And I yes. think that's I think we forget that sometimes because and that's a good thing because when when you're following after God he teaches us to have a servant's heart and he teaches us a heart of humility. So we're not focused on ourselves, which is good. We shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. And really we shouldn't be thinking of ourselves that often. I mean, in the sense that we want to serve others. So I think that's a really, really good point that you brought up because that power, you know, even with, we know that the the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes. Well, if you really think about it, when you write your testimony, the word of God is woven throughout it constantly. Yes. So while it might not be scripture verbatim that we're saying, it's still birthed out of the word. It is of God. It's from God. He is the word. Mm-hmm. And so in essence, you are speaking the word, paraphrasing at least to some degree. And it's a story born out of the word. So mm-hmm. that's, um, and that's the way the Bible came to be. You know, yeah. people, they narrated stories that were guided by the spirit of God and it was written down for all of us who believe. And so yeah. that's something that um, I'm not saying your testimony is the Bible. Don't get it confused. That's right. But I am saying that when something is birthed out of God, it is powerful. It's alive and it is life. It's life giving. The words that we speak in that are life giving. Amen. Now let's turn your Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. Now I want to share this. I remember when I was deployed back in 2004, 2005 in Iraq, I recently, you know, just got there and I would tell my wife a lot of times of us receiving mortar rounds, which are, you know, mortar rounds coming into our base and, you know, it exploding, designed to kill people. Uh, I never experienced that before. And it would instantly scare me and, um, you know, just make me really uncomfortable. And I would constantly let my wife know, hey, this has been going on. I've never experienced this. 
and she sensed that I was fearful and she strongly encouraged me to continually pray, to get into the word and to read this awesome book that uh, Gloria Copeland had had written. It's uh, referencing Psalm 91. And once, you know, I continually built my faith up in the word along with reading, you know, this book, my faith started growing. And yes, the mortar rounds kept coming, but I didn't have that, that fear of being concerned of it affecting me. And instead, I had God's peace. I say all that to say this, that I know there was one time in particular that uh, another soldier and I, we were, you know, uh, getting, doing inventory and literally, you know, insurgents shot mortar rounds at us because they could see us from the riverside on the other side of the river and the mortar rounds were exploding all around us. So we took off and we were running for shelter and I remember hearing, hearing uh, another soldier's voice and God used that whole experience to uh, totally give me peace while all this was going on, even though naturally speaking, there was stuff exploding all around me. I say all that to say this, God totally protected, you know, the other soldier and I from getting harm. When all that was going on, I had God's peace. Nothing in this world can explain it. It's all because of God's protection. It's all because of what Jesus Christ, him dying on the cross for my sins. I truly believe that God used my wife to encourage me during that time of turmoil and for me to get into the word and to build my faith to conquer this battle. I thank God every day for him just showing his, his loving kindness. And that's part of my testimony that it, it's powerful and I, I think about it all the time and I praise God for it. So as I read that scripture, it reminds me so much that God has healed. He's healed my land, whatever it is, whatever turmoil I may have. Because when I think about land, land is not always smooth. There's always going to be rough spots. But God has a way to smooth the rough edges in our life. Yeah, he does. That's good. And that's something that even something that you kind of left out that I think is very important about your testimony is that it was reported by other soldiers that what looked like an invisible shield was around you and that these pieces of mortar and explosive, Amen. you know, just things that were bouncing off of this, what looked like it was an invisible bubble were bouncing off, you know, from the, ex the explosive, you know, things exploding. Yes. So that is an, a literally, that's an outward expression of God's protection. Amen. You know, it's there in the spirit for us to hold on to and to grab onto and to grasp and to speak. But it manifested for you in the natural because not only did you speak it, but you were believing it. Amen. And I was believing it. And believe me, buddy, I know there was hundreds and hundreds of people praying for you. Amen. Because yes. God wouldn't have it any other way and neither would I. You know, and that is exactly... In the scripture, you know, it's important that we do humble ourselves and pray because if we pray with a haughty spirit, you know, it's, it's invalid. It's, it's not going to happen. You know, I think of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that would be out there, you know, being all fancy in their robes in the streets, praying these wordy prayers. Yeah. 
But guess what? They didn't mean anything. No. They didn't even make it to, you know, that place where God is going to hear it and, and do it because it was not in faith yeah. and the motives were wrong. They yes. were humble. We have to come to him with a humble heart, with a grateful heart, open to whatever it is that he has for us, praying his will, not what we want. You know, I think a lot of people get that mixed up and I'll probably receive some flack for saying it, but that's all right. I hear people say all the time that it's okay to just pray for the things that you want. I totally don't get that because I don't even know what I want. It'd be different. If God tells me, Carly, that you need to pray for X, Y, and Z, then believe me, buddy, I'm going to do it. But every time I've sat there and and prayed for something that I thought I, I wanted or I just knew that I needed to have, not only did I not get it, but later I realized that that had nothing to do with me. That was just greed or it was birthed out of uh, envy or, you know, a lie, maybe something I was sold on something for the moment, an emotion. But again, we have to humble ourselves when we pray because it's not about us. It's not. not. But the good thing about our God is he's so gracious with his love and the abundance of everything that he gives that the byproduct of the blessing when we serve him selflessly is he blesses us anyway. With things that you wouldn't even fathom. You couldn't even understand. You know, when I look at our life now and I see what we've done with everything that he's given us, I would have never guessed that we'd have half of the things that we have. Amen. At all. Yeah. So not only has he forgiven our sin, but he will heal our land. He will heal our lives. He will heal our hearts, our minds, our, you know, emotions. And, and that right there alone is enough to make me just want to shout. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, again, obedience to God is more important than good intentions. Yes. Uh, I want to turn to everybody turning their Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. which says, Then Samuel said, Is the Lord as delighted with burnt offerings and sacrifices as he would be with your obedience. To follow instructions is better than to sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrificing the fat of rams. All right, from the scripture, the main thing is this. God, whatever God tells you to do, do it wholeheartedly is unto him. Whether that's helping a neighbor out, praying for someone, intercessory prayer, or sharing your testimony. Yes. No matter what God tells you to do, do it wholeheartedly is unto him. Yes. Knowing that you are putting your faith in him and you're choosing to obey him on a daily basis. Say yes to Jesus. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Well, that concludes our show for tonight. We'd love for you to join us back here in two weeks on Thursday, April 10th, as we talk about speaking the word over your emotions. We're going to sign off in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the chance that you've given us to gather here with fellow believers, people that are seeking to change their lives and change their words, God. We thank you for the life-giving words that you've given us the authority to speak over every circumstance and make it obedient unto you. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
If you have questions, testimonies, or prayer requests to share, you can connect with them on their website, learningtospeaklife.com, or by email at info at learningtospeaklife.com. We pray this session has been a blessing for you.